0: Good morning and welcome to Our American Heritage. I am Arch Hunter, the host of the program. Our American Heritage is a program where we explore in depth the American experience from its beginning to the present. And today we want to welcome our very special guest, Deb Wilson. Deb, thank you for coming and welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting the friends.
0: Well, it's an honor to have you on. Deb, if you would share with our listeners a little bit of your background with your uh, connection to the Medal of Honor Grove, and we will go from there and share a little bit of your personal background of where you're from, what what you've done throughout your life to this point. And I do believe at this point you are retired. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I am. So I have a background in advertising with my first job, and then I was in the Pennsylvania State Senate. And that is how I learned about the Medal of Honor Grove. Now, the Freedom Foundation of Valley Forge owned the Grove, and community members worked out an agreement with Freedom's Foundation to allow a 501c3 to be formed to care for the Grove. So in 2010, the senator, Senator Andy Deniman, who I worked for, we had learned that the Grove had been in disrepair. So the senator spoke to the president at the time, Mike so, about having a three-day cleanup with community coming in. And he was very pleased that we asked that. So we had a three-day cleanup in 2010. thousand people came. Hmm. We had about 500 students that were bused in on their day off. And let me tell you, when they got out of those buses with buckets, it brought tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a fire company there with their water truck and filled up their buckets. And we did this three-day cleanup. And the friend's founder, founding chairman, Wally Nunn, he arranged for a Medal of Honor recipient to come every day of those three days and thank the people. And it was an amazing experience for all of us. So after that, we had a lot, got a lot accomplished. And after that is when we approached Freedom's Foundation about a 501c3. They agreed. And in 2011, we had a ceremony, which kind of handed off to the friends of the Medal of Honor Grove, the care of the Grove. So we had had great support from people from the congressional well from the Medal of Honor Foundation they used to donate to us and with their donations over a 5 year period we had the roadways repaved and in one area a roadway put in so that people would have a nice pathway to be able to walk through the grove the grove is 42 acres and it was dedicated in uh, 1964. And in 1968, the first four states were dedicated. And then it took a period of probably 15, 20 years for all of the states and our two territories to get their obelisks in and ground plaque for their recipients. So that was a lot. um, There's a lot of trees and they were dead. Diseased. So the Friends have taken out hundreds of trees and we've replanted about 150 in the last couple years so that we can continue to have new growth. And um, let's see, in addition to in 2017, this is really important, Freedoms Foundation and Natural Lands Trust at Chester County and Schuylkill Township entered into a conservation easement for the grove. So that means the Grove can never be sold. It can never be developed in perpetuity. Mm. So that was a a wonderful thing for freedoms and for the Grove and for the friends.
0: You just retired as vice chairman and you are one of the founding members of the Grove. Deb, what was your interest originally in getting involved with the Medal of Honor Grove?
1: Well, when I first saw it, I really didn't I, I didn't know much about the Medal of Honor, and when I saw this beautiful land, and when we were able to bring it back, restore it to uh, it's even more than we've gone so far in may, in restoring, maintaining, and now we're enhancing it. So I just fell in love with it, and there's a wonderful story of there was a sister, Veronica. She was an Immaculata nun, and she was archivist uh, for the Grove for 17 years. She's long past, but reading her story and seeing the love she had for it kind of rubbed off on me. And I have devoted so much of my life with this. I was a founding board member. I have been um, and I was also volunteer uh, director. And we grew the volunteers from 30. We Our first cleanups after that three-day cleanup, we had about 30 people. And we grew it to 800 people a year. Companies would come in. We would have milita, active military would come in. Cadets come in and work in the Grove. And it's been an honor. And I've met probably 18 or 20 Medal of Honor recipients. i oh. had the honor of meeting them. And that changes you. Mm -hmm. That just when you read their stories and when you see what they did, they had one, you know, in a split second, they had to make a decision and they made an incredible decision. Many died Mm -hmm. making that decision. And others who have lived, I I have been really uh, there. There are no words for meeting them and learning about them. And that's what we want the growth people in the grove to do, to come to the grove. Look at the obelisks. We have, you know, every obelisk is on a a brick plaza. And the name of the recipient who entered service in that state will be on the obelisk. And a ground plaque will be either alongside the sidewalk or along a a a tree. And you just go there, pick out any name, look them up, and you'll be very humbled.
0: When people are able to come and visit the Medal of Honor Grove... Where is it exactly on the Freedoms Foundation so when visitors come, they can drive right down to where they're able to walk through the grove?
1: Sure. Come into the campus of Freedoms Foundation, and you'll go around the one monument there to the left. And on the left-hand side, you'll see California, which has an obelisk and ground plaques. And then you'll see a little gatehouse. It says Medal of Honor Grove. Just park along the road and then walk through. There's about... It's a, about four, four and a half miles of roadway that you can walk through, and um, and enjoy it.
0: And is there a map of some sort that the visitors could pull up online, yes. or and the the website that you have for the Medal of Honor
1: Grove? Yes, if you go into www.friendsmohgrove.org and you go to about the Medal of Honor Grove, there's a link there. You can click on it. You can print out a map. We always try to have maps at the, um, when you walk through the gatehouse down to the Walk of Honor. And then there's another little area where we have uh, brochures and maps there that people can pick up. We also, in 2019, the friends worked with the arb arbnet arboretum and we became a level 1 arboretum so you can walk around and also see the little plaques that tell you what kind of trees are there mm.
0: what is your background do you have a, a military background yourself or you have uh, friends or relatives that were in the military that really encourage you to get involved with the medal of honor grove
1: well, actually, my father was in the Navy in World War II. Both my brothers were in the Air Force. But they, my father was gone by the time I fell in love with the Grove. So it's really been, I felt it's been an honor to be involved. I one time listened to a Medal of Honor recipient's mother speak, and her son was killed. And she said, the only thing worse than dying is being forgotten. And so I have taken that to heart. And so when we put in ground plaques and when we move ground plaques, when we put a new recipient's name on, when we bring students in, when we encourage people to learn about them, they will never be forgotten because the growth is is here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in Valley Forge. It's a it's a little uh, little secret because not enough people know about it.
0: And do you know uh, how many Medal of Honor people are memorialized in the Grove?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's over. Let me see. Um, the numbers went up. It's let me check real quick. Um, it
0: was for forty-two the, acres. That's we, a lot of land. What we're know.
1: correct. Um, so. It is. It is, and they we they've just added some more, so there are three thousand five hundred fifteen no. Medal of Honor recipients. Some of them have been awarded twice, so they'll be in there twice. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we're adding this year, we added an education center on the helipad. General Eisenhower had a helipad out in the grove, and mm-hmm. that's that he would fly in and out. And we have built a building. And we are in the beginning stages of getting posters up. We're selecting different recipients so that their stories can be read. People can go to the education center, sit on a bench, read their stories, and we will rotate them from time to time. But we do not have, up until now, we have not had anything to honor the unknowns And once we get our landscaping done around the education center, we're working with an organization for the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, Mm. and they have a nice plaque, and we're going to put that plaque in a garden, and people can come there and uh, remember the unknowns as well. Is
0: there uh, any particular award winner of the Medal of Honor that sticks out in your mind or ones that you were you know, you're in the presence of these people and you're just in awe of of what they did and appreciation. Is there anyone or a couple that you, that you met that just wowed you with their story?
1: Yes. One, one is, well, they all have such a great story and it just, but I've met one that I didn't meet. Let me tell you this one story that just blows me away. And that was Tibor Rubin. Now he, I've never met him. He's passed away, but he was in a concentration camp Mm. and the Americans freed him. And he said, if I ever get to America, I want to be a GI Joe. Mm. He got to America. He joined the army. He received the medal of honor. His, um, Sergeant, whoever was above him, Uh, would send him on suicide missions and he kept coming back and he received the medal of honor. And that story has always touched me. He's, he's remembered he's honored in the, in the the, uh, New York state area. And, you know, there's so many that, and he did a lot with school children. He would go to a lot of schools and yeah. Is there stories like that everywhere?
0: Is there Programs that schools can have where they bring their students to the Medal of Honor Grove, and what would they be able to do bringing their students to the Medal of Honor Grove?
1: Well, in the past, we've had schools come and they would come and do um, do a cleanup for a couple hours, and then we would give them a talk about the grove. And whenever I have a student who works, um, a student who would be helping me in the grove, I always would say to them at the end, you know, please put, I want you to write one page, pick any name here, write one page and give it to me. And they have. So we do have students that come. I know that the friends uh, would like to have more students come. And uh, because it's really uh, and combining it actually with service and doing a little cleanup. And it can be as long as they have enough chaperones with them, it can be. You know, a couple hours, not a, not a big deal.
0: And is there not anyone anyway. or is there some of you that would do uh, tours of the Medal of Honor Grove and and take people through them and share yes. some of those stories?
1: Yes, we do. We have people, we have docents who will take anyone on our website. You, you go to the contact page and there's a way that you can email us and we'll get back to you. And so that would, it and just, we do that a lot, especially, especially, yeah, especially with um when we have veterans who can't, you know, they can't walk that whole way. Mm-hmm. And um, several years ago, a couple donated a six-seater golf cart to us, so we have a golf cart that we can take up to five people plus the driver, mm-hmm. um, that we can take them out and give them tours, and we do that
0: it, when. Teachers come through the Freedoms Foundation and they walk through the Medal of Honor Grove. Have you experienced anything that it is life-changing for them in their teaching experience and their appreciation for what these people have done for us?
1: They really love it. And we have one teacher. I forget what state she's from, but she would – the friends have – we have a um, fundraiser at Christmas. It's called – Wreaths across the Grove, and Mm -hmm. it's the second Saturday of December, and we raise funds. People sponsor a wreath, and there is a teacher who her class sponsors a wreath for her state, which is very touching. They get in touch with me. They want to help. They want to, you know, they donate. They want to, you know, they want to be a part of it. And we've had some who have come and let done a small cleanup of their area. So if we know in advance, we can. You know, if we know that they want to do that while they're at a, at a class, when they have a couple hours in between dinner and whatever, then we work with them as well. But they love the Grove. Teachers love the Grove. They really do.
0: My father also, Deb, was a veteran of World War II. I uh, do not. It's ironic that I ended up being a military historian and I, I have no military background But every time I walk through that grove and read another story, it's so humbling to read their stories and to appreciate these people for what they did and the multitude of thousands and thousands that have never won a Medal of Honor but have served our nation. What appreciation would teachers and students and uh, citizens – get by coming and visiting and reading those stories, some of those stories?
1: Well, I think the courage that they have shown in the act that they received the medal for, that they were awarded the medal, um, some of them are unbelievable. And I think we all say to ourselves, would I be that brave? Mm -hmm. Would I have done that? Would I... You know, would I have, have um, been able to? And I, I I would hope so. But these, many of them didn't survive. And um, we are so appreciative of what they've done so that we have the freedoms that we have today. Um, that kind of courage is different. And that kind of character is different than a lot of what we see today.
0: Yeah, I, I find, Deb, that... that... When a person goes into the Medal of Honor Grove, there's no politics in there. There's no there's no parties in no. there. No, it's just it's just a, an no. honor to be able to see what some of these people have done.
1: And and I think that is what has always struck me about the Grove because I have you know I have um, a political part of my life, and when we started the Friends. And we did that cleanup. We started the friends and, and we had, you know, uh, the, the chairman was total different philosophy to me. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the Grove, you're all Americans. Correct. Not, there's no party. There's no fighting. There's no there's no T-shirts. That, no, no, right. we're just Americans and we're all there to do the job. And we do it very well. And we were so grateful to all of our volunteers.
0: Is there any Medal of Honor uh, winners that are still alive today?
1: Yes, um, and and they they would they would say to you, "I didn't win anything." Mm-hmm. They were awarded. They were not winners, and they've I've been corrected about that. Um, right now, there are sixty five living recipients.
0: Wow, you said approximately yeah. about thirty five hundred that have been awarded this honor. Thirty-five, point.
1: fifteen. It started during the civil during the civil war. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what? most of them. We have a lot of Vietnam. The last, the last recipient to pass was Woody Williams, and he mm-hmm. was a Marine, and he was uh, was such a kind, wonderful man. We all just loved Woody, and he uh, passed away in the last uh, month or two. And he was the last World War II recipient to pass.
0: And the ones that I have met, I, I probably maybe five or six off the top of my head. I, I was always impressed with they shared their story, but they didn't want any glory, and they were they were extremely no. humble and they were extremely humble and grateful for what they were able to do. They serve their countries. Did you find that in the ones that you've also been able to meet?
1: Absolutely. Um, I talked to wa- a wife of one of them that I met who had been a medic. And I said, how does he stand doing this, talking, saying this story over and over? It's the worst moment of their life, really. And she said, he, he has nightmares. Mm-hmm. And he had nightmares because of one, one wounded soldier who had his, you know, his part of his brain blown off and he was still talking. And that, Haunts this man. Mm -hmm. So, all of these things, all of these incredible stories we read, they're about real people. They're not Mm. video games that, okay, you shoot this one. No, these are real people who went through this and have to be suffering at some level. I can only imagine the PTSD from such an experience, but yet they go forward for their country and share their story. And I find that just amazing.
0: Will you repeat again for our listeners uh, the story you shared at the beginning about uh, the, the mother that, that Sarah, the worst than.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, this uh, Medal of Honor recipient's mother, he was deceased. And she said, the only thing worse than dying is being forgotten. Mm. And so I feel the Medal of Honor group is there. So no one is ever forgotten.
0: I totally agree with you. Um, this is why, Deb, that any time that we see anybody who has served or is serving in our military to thank them for their service, for giving mm-hmm. and sacrificing. Um, several years ago, I was up in New York and I met a, a Vietnam veteran who was 83 years old. Native American. He was on the side of the road. He was making little trinkets and selling them, and he had a Vietnam hat on. And I went over to him, started talking to him, and I said, and I thanked him for his service, and I said to him, Welcome home. And he said, I'm 83 mm-hmm. years old. I'm 83 years old, and no one has ever welcomed me home from Vietnam. And, and how important mm-hmm. it is for to for remember to honor all these people who have served in our military who have received this medal, who have sacrificed their lives and their time and family for, for preserving, protecting our freedom. So we,
1: any, we owe them a great debt and, and their, and their families too. Yes. For their sacrifice.
0: Yes. The, 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 the ones who have served and their families, we, 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 Dad, we can't ever do enough for anyone who has served nope. our nation. Um, so thank you no. uh, for for coming and sharing this program. And again, would you share with our listeners the website so they would be able to pull that up and and come and visit the Medal of Honor?
1: Sure. Day? It's www.friendsmohgrove.org, or you can just do a search for friends for Medal of Honor Grove or friends of the Medal of Honor Grove, and you'll find us.
0: And, and listeners, please come and visit the Medal of Honor Grove and and learn about a lot of these people who have received this award for serving our nation. And Deb, I want to thank you and our listeners want to thank you for the friends and what they're doing to to preserve the Medal of Honor Grove, to keep it clean and and so people can come and visit it. So thank you for everything that you and the friends are doing with the Medal of Honor Grove.
1: Well, thank you for the invitation.
0: Well, it's greatly appreciated. Listeners, please, Medal of Honor Grove at the Freedoms Foundation. Go and visit, and there is tremendous information there that we can all learn from and be grateful. So, Deb, we want to thank you for coming and sharing on our program today. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you,
1: and have a great day.
0: Thank you. You also have a have a great day listeners. Though so this is 11:80 a.m. WFYL working for your liberty.